Hey folks, Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever you happen to be listening to this, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit more about habits and the three versions of habits that it's important to have. You know, we focus a lot on uh, you know, the big things and the one-time things, you know, uh, a protocol for gut health, uh, detoxification, taking a medication, having a surgery, all of those kind of things. When often, when we think about dealing with a health issue, digestion or autoimmune issue that's going on, and all of those things may be necessary and they may be a really important part of recovering our health. But, and this is a big but, digestion, but sorry, Uh, a moment of uh, three-year-old humor there. Sorry about that. But um, listen, the single biggest thing that is going to affect whether we stay healthy or whether we get healthy or whether we get sick is going to be our daily and our weekly habits. Now, when it comes to habits, a lot of us who are perfectionistic in nature, that's me, is that you? Well, a lot of us who are perfectionistic in nature only have two options, the ideal habit and nothing. So if we decide we're going to take up running, for a lot of us, it's either I'm going to go do a 60-minute run or I'm going to lay on the couch and do nothing because if I can't do a 60-minute run, it's not worth doing. We know that this sets us up for tremendous failure, because unless you're in complete control of your schedule, you have no other obligations or or any other issues in your life that might knock you off of that ideal schedule, so 99.9% of us, that's not the case. By only having an ideal version of the habit, whether it's food, whether it's sleep, whether it's exercise, whether it's stress management, whatever it might be, if we only have an ideal version of that habit, we are setting ourselves up for failure. So the first version of a habit is the ideal version of that habit. You know, if you had no other obligations or issues, concerns in your life, ideally, what would you want that to look like? So we can say, you know, obviously, uh, regular exercise of a type you enjoy that's going to be sufficient, food, sleep, all of these things, right? We have the ideal version. And it's good to know the ideal version, because there may be days, weeks, months, or even years where the stars are aligned correctly, your schedule is aligned correctly, things are really working for you, where you have the time and energy and money to put into that habit to do the ideal version that you would really like to do. So it's good to identify what the ideal version looks like. So when you're thinking about what any area of your life Think about what would the ideal version look like if I had no other issues, concerns, or complaints, if I had all the time, energy, and money that I needed, what would that look like? It's good to know that. However, that is only the first step. So we've identified what the ideal or perfect version would look like. Well, again, for 99.9% of us, most of the time, we're not going to be able to do that ideal version. So that's where the second version of the habit comes into place. And that would be, uh, it goes by different names, right? Whatever you like to call it, the moderate, the realistic, the everyday version of that habit. The, yeah, the realistic version, I think, is one way to look at it. So if the ideal version would be to get out and run five days a week 
for 60 minutes, what does the realistic version look like? And there's a balancing act here because we don't want to give in to excuses, but we also want to be realistic of our day and our week and what our schedule looks like. So maybe for you, a more realistic, toned down version of that habit would be three or four days a week at 30 minutes. Does that feel doable? Does that feel achievable? Is that something realistically you are going to be able to do the majority of the time? So if idealistically, the ideal and perfect is five days a week at 60 minutes, maybe we set our realistic at three days a week for 30 minutes, knowing that sometimes we are going to be able to push forward and do the whole 60 minutes that is ideal, but more often than not, realistically, we are going to be able to do our 30 minutes three times a week. By setting a realistic goal for ourselves, we create something that we are going to be able to do the majority of the time. Again, if we only have an idealistic version, the reality is that more often than not, we're going to fail at that, which can set us up for a downward cycle. We set ourselves with this goal in mind. We don't reach it. We feel discouraged and we give up. Instead, we say, okay, if I can't do the idealistic version, can I do the realistic version. All right, so that's great. That is really important to set those two levels. However, what most people forget or don't include is a third version of that habit. And we call that third version a placeholder habit. What's a placeholder, right? Something we put in there to take the place of. So you may think of it at a dinner. We can set a little card there that says, hey, this, this tape, this, this spot is for Joanne or Steve or, or whoever it might be. It takes the place and it saves that seat. Likewise, a placeholder habit is going to be a very small version of that habit that is designed to hold the place. So, for example, if we say ideal 60 minutes, five days a week, realistic 30 minutes, three days a week, then what is a placeholder habit and why is it important? So a placeholder habit, again, is going to be a very small version of that. So what is the smallest version of that habit we can do? Maybe it's to put on our running shoes and do one to five minutes of stretching, maybe a little hamstring stretch, maybe a little bit of stretching, something that basically no matter what happens during your day, you could still fit in that placeholder habit. Maybe things got crazy at work or at home or you're sick and tired and exhausted. Maybe it's just not going to happen. That's why it's important to have a placeholder habit that we can engage to keep that habit in place. After all, what is one of the key characteristics of a habit? Is it something done regularly. And so life goes crazy on us sometimes, and we're not able to do the realistic version of that habit. Now, we have two options. One is to do nothing. The other is to engage a placeholder habit. And the point of the placeholder habit is simply to continue the streak. We've talked about why it's important not to break the streak. So if you've decided realistically three days a week, 30 minutes at a time, something comes up, we can engage a placeholder habit and do one, two, three, five minutes of stretching, or maybe it's walking around our office or walking around our home or walking around the block, like whatever is realistic. It is by no means 
the full habit or even the realistic version of the habit, but it is something that we can deploy. And one of the mistakes people make here is they still make the placeholder habit too difficult. You know, people say, well, I can't do 30 minutes, so I'll still do 20 minutes or 15 minutes. And there are days where even 15 or 20 minutes are going to be too much. So again, we're looking for a super simple version of that habit. Again, one, two, three, five minutes of stretching. Some days, maybe that's even too much. Maybe it's simply putting on our running shoes. Now that may sound ridiculous, but what this does is it keeps the groove, it keeps the streak intact. We've said, yes, I stepped up and I quote unquote did my habit. This can be really hard for those of us who are perfectionists because saying, look, I just put on my running shoes. Like, come on, that's not anything. But it is something. And it's important that we deploy all three of these habits. We have our ideal habit, the thing we would ideally like to do that sometimes we are able to do. Our realistic habit is something that we can realistically do most of the time. And our placeholder habit is important to keep the groove grease, to keep the streak alive, to keep the mental pieces of the habit going when things get out of control, when it's not going to happen. What is the smallest version of that habit that I can deploy to keep the streak going, knowing that tomorrow or the day after or next week, I can get back to the realistic or ideal version of the habit. Now, it's important. Food is one area where we see this. We have our idealistic version, a big elimination, going to take out everything unhealthy. We have a realistic version. And then even a placeholder version. So maybe that's ordering a vegetable to go with a fast food meal. Things go crazy, right? Or maybe that's even having a green powder, if nothing else. And we mix up the green powder and we take that, you know, as we're driving through the drive-thru. Sound a little ridiculous? Yes, it can be. But again, it's just a reminder of what we're trying to do and the smallest version possible. Maybe it's ordering a salad from a fast food restaurant to go with the, the fries and the burger, right? Anything to keep the habit alive. We don't want that, that candle, that, that fire on that habit to go out completely. All right, folks. So if you're a perfectionist, this one can be a little bit difficult, but it's important to remember that it is the habit done consistently. You know, whether you do your ideal version of that habit one time or not does not make a big difference in your health trajectory, but it is consistency. Are we doing the realistic version of that habit consistently? And the placeholder version of the habit is an important piece for us. As perfectionists, we may not like the realistic version, and we may especially not like the placeholder version, but understanding the way our brains and our minds work, we understand that by having a realistic and placeholder version of that habit, we dramatically increase the odds that we're going to be consistent with our habit. And by being consistent with our habit, we dramatically increase the odds that we're going to get the benefits that we're looking for. All right, folks, that is it for me today. Listen, if you're looking for more information, more understanding 
on digestive issues and autoimmunity, I want to invite you to go to the website, aspirenaturalhealth.com, and click on the free reports button. That's aspirenaturalhealth.com. Click on the free reports button. Aspire, as in A-S-P-I-R-E, naturalhealth.com, and click on the free reports button. There we have tons of great information on autoimmunity, inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, GERD and heartburn, and even how to find the right holistic doctor. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of great information, and there's also a lot of bad information out there. We've curated some great information and put it into our free reports to help you and your loved ones understand these issues and understand simple and profound steps that you can take that can have a dramatic improvement on these issues and help you transform your life. We've had people tell us that by reading the reports and putting the information inside into practice, they have transformed their autoimmune and digestive issues. So again, want to invite you the website, aspirenaturalhealth.com, click on the free reports button and get one or more of those free reports today. All right, folks, until next time, take care.